All right, it's time for another Root Issues podcast. We were off and out for spring break. Everybody was scattered like dust in the wind last Tuesday. Last Tuesday, I was just trying to get back to Aspen. And oh, yeah, yeah 70, 70 was like shut down and Glenwood was shut down. It was crazy, <laughs> but we're all back except for Mr. Luke. So he is probably presently close to being on his way to South Africa for some time. Right. But I am here today and my name is Chris and I've got Alyssa. Hello. And Mr. Pastor Steve Woodrow with us. Hello. And it is going to be awesome. This last Sunday was Easter Sunday yeah. and it was incredible here at Crossroads Church. Um, we had middle school kids making pancakes in the basement in so mayhem good. very good pancakes. and there was supernatural workings going on because the pancakes i saw go in the pan i was like this was a bad idea and we can't serve that <gasps> to what we put on the plates looked totally different that's so crazy they were so good i know i know because i've I like and i've been in the restaurant business a lot in my life and uh-huh. i was like oh no oh no some of it was we had power outages because those electric griddles require so much so i was running uh. extension cords from different rooms well and it yeah. makes sense the kids help make them because some yeah. of them had so many chocolate chips yes, that they were, kids like, were like these are the best moms yeah i bought like 10 pounds of chocolate chips oh my you know so well, anyway and the little kids yeah. did a great job singing yes and we had the little kids on stage how many Singing. kids were up there? Oh my goodness, more than <sighs> Over I can count. Forty. Yes, we I mean, had. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I know. I think Forty-eight checked in for yeah. Sunday school it's that like Sunday. A massive choir. I know they yeah. did great, and I picked that song. That was a throwback to my like. Yeah, uh, that was summer. That was yeah, Christian summer lift camp your days. Name on high. Mm-hmm. Very. It's good. a good one. And then on top of that, Steve. Yes, you brought an incredible message yes. that you know didn't just focus. A hundred percent on, you know, like maybe just the empty tomb, but yet it focused it on our relationship. And so the title, Has It Become Personal? Yeah. Is where we're going today. And so I just want to know, throw it out there. A lot of people have heard your story, but I want to know like the exact moment. When did it become personal? Mm. And I want to know when it became personal for you. Okay. And then I'll share when it became personal for me. Okay. Well, I can go first. Yeah. Uh, I think in college. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, just because I had a true fork in the road of mm-hmm. like, which, what are you going to depend on? Yes. And I think that's when I really started to realize that crying out to God mm-hmm. was the only way yeah. to save myself from the terrible things in the world I yeah guess. totally yeah you know that was the only place i felt true relief um and forgiveness mm-hmm. and just love that maybe in certain situations even my parents yeah. you know wouldn't be able to understand yeah. or like be enough in the circumstantial things yeah um and then yeah i think i've always understood being a christian to be different than, mm-hmm. you know, like my friends who were Catholics yeah. or Jewish personal. Like I've yeah. always felt like I could just pray to God, mm-hmm. you know, in any situation yeah. um, and know that he was hearing me. Mm-hmm. And that is personal. Mm-hmm. Like when you don't have that doubt, like, did he hear my prayer? Yeah. But or like, know. did I do it right? Yeah. Or, you know, did I, yeah, say the things in the right order or yeah. whatever? It was never that. It was like, I can just open my Bible and. Yeah. I love that because that yeah, does, it really connects that mm-hmm. personal, like, I know he hears my prayers. I'm not living in that doubt. 
Mm-hmm. When I loved when you brought up the nature thing, like when you're in nature, are you just, oh, Mother Nature, you know, this is just so beautiful because yeah. it's so beautiful? Or are you really in awe and wonder that this is mm-hmm. God's creation? Yeah. And I think for me, I've always you know, understood that. Like yeah. God created me, created all of this. Yeah. When I stand in a certain place, I think about like the grains of sand on the mm. beach. God knows how many. Yeah. Because I've heard that from a little kid. So yeah. very true. All That's right. Good. All right, Woodrow. Personal. Yeah, personal. Um well I shared a little bit on Sunday. Uh, I'll, I'll add one that I didn't share just okay. real quick. Yeah. Three, obviously around eight years old when uh, yeah. I've always show my shared my story how we thought we were religious, went the, you know, a uh, good Christian family, but uh, had a uh, had some neighbors who were knew Jesus actually, and uh, they called it out in us. And, and yeah. through constantly pursuing my mom and dad, they mom and dad same night knelt down, received Jesus, and that mm-hmm. changed everything for our house. My mom led myself and my sister to the Lord two weeks later, uh, and our whole lives changed. Like yes. like literally, over the house changed, everything mm-hmm. changed, and because. We, it became personal. We yeah. knew Jesus and, and this like, ah, how, mm-hmm. you know, this radical shift yeah. from being religious to mm-hmm. relational with Jesus. And then what I shared on Sunday was uh, we shifted churches at the time, obviously, um, and uh, it was Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it became very, um, there's a lot of factors to this, but it just, uh, the Lord just spoke. I was mm-hmm. in, and this is an advocate, right, for you yeah. guys, mm-hmm. advocating why our children should be in church with yeah. us, at yeah. least, especially when they get older. Um, and I was roughly maybe 10 at the time, maybe, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and uh, uh, it just became, in the service, it wasn't like I'm just fidgeting. You know, it was like, boom, uh, I, this is, I was in tune. The Lord yeah. touched me. And several things happened there. And then that at Sunday school, that same Sunday, Easter Sunday, I, I won that, that plaque, plaque of yeah. Isaiah 431. Mm-hmm. I've called you by name, you're mine. Um, and then, I, again, I lose track of the time. So that was about 72, you yeah. know, oof, dating me. Uh, and then a couple years after that, went mm-hmm. to a big, it was back, still kind of the overflow of the Jesus movement. And we yeah. had these huge, like there's over a thousand youth at this camp, you know, it was big tent revival mm-hmm. types. Every night mm-hmm. you'd have a revival, they'd call salvation, walk the yeah. aisle, the whole thing. The last day of camp, though, the guy did a call for those who uh, want to, the, he's, he just, he kind of shifted and he, if from a salvation call to say, uh, God is moving on some of you youth mm-hmm. and young and in middle schoolers, uh, he he's calling you to serve him vocationally. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, me and my buddy Kevin, we were just we were at camp. We you know we were just being your classic. <laughs> yeah. you know, get out, jump out of windows, and yeah. we got in oh, trouble, right. and you know nothing major, but we were just we were there just have fun. This night though, I'm sitting. We're in the back, of course, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know again, thousand kids in this thing, and way in the back of this tent, and uh, and all of a sudden it, during that call, something just came over me. And then McKevin's next to me, and he gets up and starts walking down the aisle. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I'm standing there. All of a sudden, all all I can explain is that it was like a magnetic force. Like, I I just like, and I wasn't following him. I was wondering what was going on with him. But I just got up, and I'm walking. And that is not me. When I was a kid, I was very kind of, uh, I was, you know, just a kid, normal Mm -hmm. kid. And that was like major for me to move forward right anyway spent the next two hours talking to a counselor about what it looked like to give my life to full-time service and today kevin is a pastor and i'm a pastor wow so that's incredible so i mean that was just three movements where god just made it very personal Mm -hmm. i mean there's obviously others we should have this every day ideally but uh but we do have to have some of those mountain those clear things where like look this is you know like paul's damascus road these Mm -hmm. kind of things yeah i know so 
It is yeah. really cool to journal about that. I remember in one of our Bible studies, I think mm-hmm. it was like last year, Priscilla Schreier, she actually had you write out like your your peaks and your valleys mm-hmm. yeah. and how God met you in different seasons and yeah. stuff. And yeah, mine started yeah. all the way back in like second grade mm-hmm. summer camp. And yeah. some women didn't start that far, but I think... It was really cool yeah. to just see where God had. And again, you know, moved. working with children, obviously, yeah. and youth with you, Chris, is that man, God, this is why Jesus says, let the children come to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let them yeah. come to me. And he put his hand on him. He blessed them. Yeah. Uh, we baptized Megan, I think at four, maybe, yeah. or something. But she could clearly articulate what God yeah. was doing. Oh, so, it happens. We yeah. see it at Vacation Bible School. Yeah. Exactly. It's amazing how right. much they learn yep. in that week. Yeah. And Thursday is always kind of the right. serious day when mm-hmm. we talk about Easter, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. red, the resurrection. Exactly. And the kids understand yeah. it. And the gravity of it for them is so mm-hmm. different than what mm-hmm. it is for us. But yeah. it's really exciting. And maybe because you know the stats, but yeah. just pure stats, which this is supernatural, obviously, yeah. but is that um, the percent most people, right, it's before 18. Yeah. Yeah. And after 18, then the, and, and that should just be the course of the hardness of yeah. heart, right? It's a mm-hmm. it's a big, yeah. big deal. So, hence, yeah. the, the power of, um, of youth ministry and children's yeah. ministry, yeah. the power and importance of that, right? And mm-hmm. and again, just to commend you guys, I yeah. mean, even on Sunday, I think three at least people I talk to, new people, and they're here because of their children. Mm-hmm. They're here because mm-hmm. of the children's, you know, yeah. well, they're here to feel, get their kids involved. I feel the support of the church. Like, yeah. it is so cool to see not just the families, yeah. you know, pressing in and wanting to be supportive and helpful. I think everybody really understands the cry for it, the mm-hmm. need for it. And that we can do it, yeah. you know? Well, and you guys have done such a great job of, of making it a team. It, like the parents that are, are mm-hmm. not just dumping their kids and running. No. But this is family ministry. This is the yeah. church yeah. family pressing and supporting each other, uh, uh, expecting great things for our kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It's exciting for sure. But, um, and so, Did like, you want to share, Chris? Well, yeah, I can. Personal? I mean, okay. mine, mine's kind of like a matrix moment. It was after 18. <laughs> Um, okay. for sure. I mean, I grew up in the church, but I, I, I pretty much grew up like, you know, self-promoting and just running after, you know, what I wanted to run after. And so, yeah, I was in college for the second time because the first time I was in college, there was definitely no, you know, major God presence in that, you know. And so second time I was in college, you know, I started dating a young girl and her father was a pastor and she went to this church and college life past you know church in denton texas and you know and so i started dating her and you know she was like hey you want to come to church with me i was like hell yeah you know like was that the tommy nelson days yeah that was tommy nelson days oh the song of solomon days yeah the dating relationship series it changed everything it changed (laughs) it all you know and so you know and we, we we dated for a while and then you know it became very evident to her that i wasn't a follower of christ i did not know jesus you know you know like personal for you yeah like you know after church we'd go to the buffet and then i would maybe get out of the line before her and i'd walk over to her friends and they'd be like hey we just want to know how's your walk and i was like was i limping like like they wanted to know about my walk of Christ, but I didn't know the lingo. I was not in the in club. I'm like, what? No, nothing's wrong. I'm not. I didn't hurt myself. Which told them everything. Which yep. then I'm sure they counseled her. Like, Terry, this guy is not for you. You know. So anywho, she dumped me, and then I just you know asked the legitimate question, like, why are you? Why? And she was like, you're not a spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I couldn't argue with that. And so 
you know, went home that night. And then I looked up in a Bible that my brother had given me and his friend, Chris, his name was too, had bought for another person. But then his friend, Chris was like, this Bible's not for so-and-so, this Bible's for your brother. And so they gave me this Bible. And so I went to the back. I knew that there's an index and I looked up spiritual leadership. And then I went to all the verses about spiritual leadership and I read them and then it was like a vacuum like there was this matrix moment where things actually kind of shifted in my little bitty shotgun apartment in Denton, Texas and I asked the question like God where are you and then I asked another question where am I? Yeah. You know and then I started freaking out feeling weird I called my brother and he just was like you know it sounds like God's got you by the collar and he's not going to let go of you this time. And so immediately the next week I went to college life. It was sign up for Bible studies night. And so I signed up for Bible studies and started pouring myself into understanding who God was and what a relationship with Jesus was like without ever a thought of, I'm not doing this so that I, I can date Terry. I'm doing this because everything that I thought Mm -hmm. isn't true. Yeah. And so it was this radical shift. And so then, you know, then, then, yeah, there's been continually daily moments like this weekend. There were two miracles. Extravaganza happened and went well. And middle school kids made pancakes for the entire church. You know, like, you know, just living day by day on that dependency of knowing the relationship's real. Yeah. Knowing it's personal and that, you know. My level of planning is not as important as my dependence on him to see my plans happen or that my plans are his plans. And so, yeah. Now, here's the kicker. I still have that Bible. And if you go back into the reference section, there is no line item on spiritual leadership. No direction on verses. No places to go read. God was just like just go to manipulating this page. everything. Oh, that's and crazy. so there was. Well, I still have my Bible from yeah. when I was little, really little, and there's like all these jelly roll, it's like hot pink jelly roll <laughs> underlined. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, so yeah, so yeah, that 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 reference section did not exist, but it existed for that moment in time. Yeah, that's great. You know, so how does it personal for you? Like, we're gonna jump in. Steve hit us with some stuff and look at some of the scripture that Steve brought out, but this message was a challenge to, like, how is it personal for you? How do you call him your personal Savior? But then also understand that in the term personal Savior is his his bride, the life, the church. How are you involved in church? How are you involved in community? And how does that personal connection affect you? Because when you have that, you have everything, and you mm-hmm. become undefeatable when you live in that level of faith. I think for me, always those experiences, especially uh, the season of life, Carson and I are in right now with kids, they just sweeten the deal. Mm -hmm. You know, like the things I was involved in that were Christian organizations in college just made it, you know, that much better. Like Mm -hmm. I always had that personal faith, but then being surrounded by community, hearing Mm -hmm. other people's testimonies, struggles, experiences, you know, being able to come alongside Mm -hmm. them in the faith just makes it that much better. Yeah. I mean, it just glorifies God even yeah. more yeah. when you can share it Absolutely. with other people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were in John chapter 12, yes, uh, we 20 were. through 33, uh, just kind of that a, a section in there uh, during the Passion Week, and Jesus brings mm-hmm. his teaching out yeah. about, uh, you know, this idea of, boy, of a grain, right? It doesn't fall into the ground. It, mm-hmm. it remains alone, right? Yeah. 
it has to fall on the ground and die so they'll bear fruit. Yes. And then he goes on to say, if, if you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. But if you hate your life, right, you will find it, right, and then come and follow me. Yeah. Um, and so we're just trying to drill in on this issue of loneliness that such a matter of fact, the paper yeah. we're talking yeah. about today yeah. came out. Do we have a lonely ep- loneliness epidemic here in this valley? And yes, yes, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really trying to help people understand loneliness, that loneliness is – there's one aspect of loneliness that's – you know, that that everybody – we can all understand. But, mm-hmm. but who, who really talks about the core of the source of loneliness? Yeah. Ultimately, the source of loneliness is my soul. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I alone in my being, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what Jesus came to do, was yeah. that we'd never be lonely again. Is yeah. is once it's made personal, the Holy Spirit comes in and communes, fellowships with our spirit, mm-hmm. we, you know, yeah. uh, and we can say we're never alone. And, and I think we're missing that message, especially mm-hmm. even with our children mm-hmm. and others to realize yeah. that, man, uh, I can never fix this loneliness issue. And that's a cry mm-hmm. of the soul yes. with, with people or activity or in on my own is that God has to fix that. And, uh, and when a, a soul that remains alone, right, well, it's not going to bear fruit for the mm-hmm. kingdom, obviously, as Jesus mm-hmm. says. But, boy, when we invite him in, this is the glory of the gospel. It solves loneliness. It's mm-hmm. the only thing, yeah. right, that ultimately solves loneliness. Um, and that's where we should take the gospel, I think, yeah. especially yeah. in this day and age, is to rather than talk about, you know, people, when we engage people that are dealing with lonely, we should come alongside them and but just ask questions and get to that place of where their soul is. Yeah. It's just a beautiful, I think, way to uh, uh, present the gospel. Well, and I think for me, the more I understand the gospel and that God, you know, that Jesus is in my heart, God is always with me and more confidence. Yeah. So then I'm more apt to talk to someone mm-hmm. or yeah. reach out, you know, yeah. when I'm struggling and feeling really alone right. to be the one to take the first step to mm-hmm. solve that on my own. Yeah. But I think if I didn't have know that you know yeah. God was with me, it mm-hmm. would take a lot of courage yeah. that probably I wouldn't be able to muster on my own yeah. right. to go out there and you know seek friendship, or uh-huh. especially if you're single or you know older. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very isolating. No, and I mean, I love this section of scripture because I mean, I like I've read it before, but I mean, I've never honed in on the fact that you know the Greeks. Yeah couldn't go in the temple yeah. i mean yeah. i don't think i ever connected like you know you know like that they went to the festival to worship but that they couldn't go in the temple but jesus was in the temple and so they were crying like we want to see him we want to see this one right. you know and that he actually came out and gave them you know time gave them you know preference to <laughs> well, hear and the real power of it yeah. is that he never really answered the question no. right is that but he did in the sense at the end he yeah. says when i am lifted up yes. i'll draw all men to myself mm-hmm. so again he's giving this he, he's kind of teasing them towards yes. right, the resurrection right in mm-hmm. the sense of the reason that jesus one of the main reasons right that he he came with so that mm-hmm. all people right is yeah. that mm-hmm. could have access to him so now yeah. that he's raised he's the right hand of the father the holy mm-hmm. spirit's come yeah is no everybody has access right? all yeah. access yeah. the veil's been torn in the temple the gentiles don't have to stay in the court of the gentiles yeah. away from the holy of holies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that um man it anyone anywhere um and so he answered the greek's question yeah. in a profound way just saying it's time i'm getting ready to mm-hmm. uh, you're getting yeah. ready to see me in ways you never even conceived of right yeah. and there is mm-hmm. no longer barrier there is no longer a physical barrier and ephesians 2 talks about this yeah. this dividing wall between mm-hmm. the jews and that was torn down in yeah. jesus's mm-hmm. death burial and resurrection yeah 
And I mean, as you were talking about it, you know, like one, I was thinking, you know, some of just my testimony, like I would feel my loneliness, not so much with a group of friends, like especially when I hit college, I never really had that group of tight guy friends that I had in high school. But then we all went to different colleges and seek different things. And I never really found that group of guy friends again. And I always supplemented it with a girlfriend, like a single, Mm -hmm. you know, person to remove my isolation. And so then that person became like the center of my focus, my time, my life. Mm -hmm. And that's where I would fight isolation, you know. And then when we've been, when we deal with that on middle schools, we're always challenging them almost in every, all of our lessons, we have this little side teaching time that like, who's the main character? character of your story mm-hmm. like yeah. you know like how do you shift you're not the main character but jesus is and he has yeah. good things for mm-hmm. you and when you go into that deeper relationship with him then he becomes the main character and mm-hmm. i think that night like when everything shifted for me and it really became personal like he became the main thing that was going to mm-hmm. take away my loneliness take away my isolation yeah and then walking into you know denton bible church on that tuesday night to sign up for a college bible study that was like probably the first time I was at the church that I felt community. Now I'd been to the church before with Terry, but she was the one that was it, mm-hmm. taking away that isolation and yeah. taking away that loneliness. But then I came in and, and then, then I, for the rest of those college years, like three more years of college, I had a group of tight guys. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. You know? wonderful. I just think the greatest gift is to remember and know God made you, made mm-hmm. you for a purpose yeah. and you know, He's got a plan for you. And I think that's ultimate instant confidence Mm -hmm. for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're feeling down, when you're feeling estranged, you just have to remember that. Like Mm -hmm. you were not an accident. No. Right. I mean, you mentioned that. Yeah. We're not just this cosmic accident. No. And I liked when you went there, like that we need to make sure kids understand that. Absolutely. The question that really hit me was (laughs) um, when you're talking about moral dignity Mm. and you asked everybody why do you believe that and you kind of let it sit for a minute we were all like why do we believe that and then the the gospel yeah you know like that and it goes back to every single person like why does every single person deserve that moral dignity Mm -hmm. because god made them every human every human human, or human dignity yeah Yeah. Yeah. that um yeah, that answers all of our questions and our issues surrounding diversity and mm-hmm. inclusion and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, God made everyone right. Yeah. Right. for and, and purpose. Built in, that was exactly the how they were supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. And that was built into the fiber of our nation. Yeah. It was yeah. all of our laws and the idea of, of human dignity was built because of the scriptures. So that yeah. There was this idea mm-hmm. that every human being, right, this America, the melting pot, because of uh, being created in God's image. So it's another great bridge, right, to people today about, because oh, you know, everybody, we could, uh, every, nobody's going to disagree mm-hmm. that in, yeah. if, with the idea that all people, there should be human dignity for all. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, and so the, the question is, why? Tell yeah. me, well, why is that? Why, what, right. what is the foundation of that? And, and we have a clear answer for yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's good. And, and then, but then that does flow into the idea of morals. In other words, okay, well, how how do you determine morals right, right. and mm-hmm. today it's more everything right is socially constructed that's yeah. the language mm-hmm. right is people will say whether they understand or not their morals are being determined by their feeds on you know facebook yeah. and everything the construct the con is, yeah. uh, is society uh but if you think about that right wow look at the history of the world mm-hmm. that didn't go hasn't gone well for any nation any yeah. society to right. rely upon <laughs> that the morals are going to be determined by what happens socially mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than transcendent right mm-hmm. um, laws from god so 
Yeah, it's stressful. Oh, and it's stressful (laughs) for an adult to (laughs) be left to determine what Mm. is right and what What is is wrong. wrong. But Mm. then now people are imposing that on kids Mm. to determine for themselves, do you think it's right or it's wrong? Without any regard of... Mm-hmm. Because when it, when when you give that option, and it's like in this message, like when you give that option of what do you decide is right and wrong for you, then you just put yourself in the center of the story. You yeah. put yourself as the yeah. highest authority right. instead of saying, no, there's a higher authority and I have to live under that, mm-hmm. which is definitely like yeah. all in the social construct mm-hmm. of just like, you know, you be you, you be you. I mean, right. you talked about the woman on a plane with a... Love yourself, more love, more what? More self-love. More self-love, yes. Right, right. Isn't it just that fact that, like, that's kind of the culture. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I can depend on myself for love. And if I have to love myself and it hurts other people, but I'm giving love to myself, that's fine. Yeah, how, you know, if you, it it is just a great discussion with people mm -hmm. to drill down. How are you going to love yourself? Yeah. If you're alone, your soul's alone. Yeah. What does that look like? How do you love yourself? Like, mm-hmm. how do you do that, right? And and just self-help and everything isn't isn't going to work, right? Yeah. It's, and, and I think what we have to be real bold with is Jesus in this scripture says just the opposite, right? He says, unless you actually uh, lose your life for me, yes. you won't find it. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he says, deny yourself, come follow me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the gospel is the absolute opposite of what our culture is saying today. Yeah. And I think we have to really build upon that, right, to hold people. Which which one do you think is going to, to, yeah. to work and, I mean, and bear you know, fruit? The thief has done a very crafty job of, like, you know, creating that fear of loss of me yeah. and denying mm-hmm. myself and not understanding, like, you know, in John 10.10 10, where Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. But I've come that they may have life to the full. Like, only by entering into that personal relationship with Jesus do we ever find our full and abundant life. Absolutely. Uh, out of it, we will always just be stolen from and killed and stilled and destroyed. Mm-hmm. But there is, like, such a, like, yeah. you know, in the and it's been ramping forever, yeah. almost to this point in time where the self has to be preserved. Mm-hmm. Because if you lose yourself, and then really that only creates more confusion of, right. like, which self are you today? Mm-hmm. Right. You well, know. and it's not just preserved; it's it's exalted. Yeah. Yes. Right? I mean, soul yeah. today, soul is the idol. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. on the throne yeah. of life, right? And, and and Jesus says, "That's got to knock down. I need to be on that throne yeah, for, the, for yes. life to really come." And w- are you willing for that? Christians, though, have such a hard time right now accepting the fact that, like, without God, I just think so many people want to be like. Well, you know, I don't care if you believe in God or you don't believe in God. Like, let's all just love each other and be kind. If everybody can just agree to love their neighbor, the world will be a better place. But, like, why is it so hard for people to understand that, like, without God... It's not going to go well. Well, no. I mean, but I mean, I think that's in the um, the, the moral. Like, you know, what's right, what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're going to forget about morals. We're going to forget about what's right and wrong. We're just going to focus on, you know, loving one another and being kind to everybody. But then there's no guidelines. Well, because like, it know. comes back to that understanding of a personal. Yes. The pairing, like yes. you're talking about yeah. in your soul. Right. And if maybe if you're a Christian and you don't have a real grasp on like what that pairing allows you to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and giving that gift, sharing that gift with other people, 
so that they could do those things if they accept that yeah. pairing as well. And so you're talking about like the pairing of our soul with accepting God. Christ, accepting Christ. You, you know, know and what so, he did, the gospel. You know, you know, for like you know AirPod users, like you know, if you don't pair your AirPods to your iPhone, but to somebody else's, then you're listening to somebody else's message, somebody else's podcast, something like that. And so it's kind of like you know the context of like because when I think about like the message of like okay, let's be kind. Let's love each other. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, those are good things. But where are you being fueled from? Where does mm-hmm. your love for yeah, come that's exactly from what I'm talking about. If yeah. your soul is empty, if you're yeah. in desperation, like somebody right. just loving me isn't going to fuel my soul. Mm-hmm. I'm going to accept their kindness. I'm going to, you know, I, I love gifts. Give me gifts, mm-hmm. you know. But that's a message we in the church need to heed just as much in the sense because we say, well, do this. Obey God. Obey his word. Yes. Right? And and we need to show people how to do that. No, absolutely. By the spirit rather than the religious, the Pharisee, Mm -hmm. just do, 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 right? The law. Right, we need to teach people right how to do how. Okay, because I can't do it when Jesus says, "Deny yourself, come follow me." Well, how do I let the Spirit lead rather than the self? Well, right? you know, well, I've been there. You know, like you know, in past church experiences, even after you know the it became personal. You know, it became personal. Like, okay, I have to be good. I have to do the right things. I've mm-hmm. got to be here. I've got to do that. I got to do kindness. You know, because I was just then at that point in time, just receiving word without spirit, you know, religion, you know, do these mm-hmm. practices because it was still also new to me. Like I memorized so many scriptures and those things are useful now, but in the memorization process, I didn't really know how to pull them out of my back of my pocket, yeah. except for at study, like Chris learned his memory verse, you know? And so it's when you connect the soul to the spirit and you feed and and take from what Jesus says, this is for you, Chris Henderson, because I made you mm-hmm. and this is what I know you need right now. Yeah. And I'm going to provide it. Now I've got something that I can give out of. Absolutely. When I think in having kids, it makes answering their questions so much easier uh-huh. because it just all comes down to God created it. Yeah. God made it. It's God's purpose. God has a plan for it. You know, yeah, like totally. it's just, mm-hmm. there's a lot less explaining that needs to happen because mm-hmm. that's the foundation. Yeah. Oh, why is that person like that? Well, that's how God created them yeah. and he loves them. All right. Yeah. That's good. Chris, maybe in, in conclusion, read yeah. that quote w- yeah. that we read on Sunday. Yeah. Because um, I think that that's the, a big question yeah. to, to really leave. And in, so, yeah, we would love to leave you with this question. Um, and just really, you know, take some time and think about it. Because this one I, like, highlighted, like, almost twice. It became <laughs> almost so dark yellow. It's really yellow. You know? <laughs> um, but here's the, here's the question. Are we willing to consider that the God of our story and life is not the God of the Bible, the resurrected Jesus, but a distorted mental image we have created throughout our life to cope with our struggles. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, it's like it's so easy to construct in a mm-hmm. world where we're free to construct whatever meets our needs mm-hmm. to say, this is my God, but yet not really understanding the full meaning of Jesus's words because I can't end there. I got to end with John eleven twenty five through twenty six. Of course, you do. because yeah. that's the answer. This is, this is the the answer, and this one's hard truth. And I mean, we we've covered it in middle school. I had to cover it last week. This is hard truth mm-hmm. that you have to come to terms with Jesus replying to Mary and Martha over the death of their brother. Mm-hmm. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, 
yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asks him the question, do you believe this? And so that's John eleven twenty five through 26. And that's where we want to leave you. Yeah. Is the God you're following a construct of your own mind to meet your needs? Mm-hmm. Or is the God you're following the biblical God who says he is the way? And you must deny yourself and put him center stage. Thanks so much for listening to another Root Issues. We hope this was a midweek jolt for you. If you ever want to reach out and touch us, you can reach us at rootissues at ccaswin.com. Thanks so much for listening and have a blessed week. I need to get below the surface. People up there, they get me nervous.